Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hey, Ben. Hi, Fernando. How are you doing? I'm doing good, bud. <laughs> That's good, buddy. Many are asking, where is Travis Morningstar? Travis is taking a quick break from American politics so his brain doesn't ooze out of his ears like a bizarre Peter Jackson film horrific and disgusting so we want travis's brain to stay in his skull and i think a break from american politics is maybe the greatest thing that he could do for himself it's okay to take a step back from anything if it's you know if it's if it's all you're thinking about or it's too much absolutely take a step back take a step back of course travis at some point shall return but it is great to have fernando with me today to talk to you about what's happening in America. We're going to talk about the $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. It did pass the Senate this past Saturday, so many of you might be thinking, it's done, it's going to the desk of Joseph Biden. No, not yet. When the Senate gets the bill after the House passes it, they tinker with it, they toy around with it, then they send it back to the House for another vote, and after that, it can go to the desk of President Biden. So we will talk about some of the things that are in that bill. And as we have discussed for oh over a year now, people are in desperate need of help. They've been out of work. They're disheveled and they are in need of some assistance, not full-fledged, full-throated government support. They just need a bit of help right now to get back on their feet. And there is no denying it in my personal opinion the $1,400 check, it's going to stimulate the economy. We're going to get people buying some more stuff with it. And it's just going to help out people who, again, have been decimated by oh, everything that's gone, gone on over this past year or so. We will talk about that. We will also talk about what's going on on the southern border. The immigration crisis continues in this country. The Biden administration, I believe they must do something sooner than later. This isn't something that can be handled down the road. It's not really a kick the can type situation because we got kids in the border, on the border, in cages, separated from their families. And they just got to get, we, we just have got to get this figured out. Pathway to citizenship, the whole thing. And of course, if somebody is dangerous, Trust me, we'll be able to take care of them here in this country, the nation with the largest prison system in the world. So the idea that everyone who is coming over the border is here to uh, pillage your town and destroy your culture is simply not true. That's scare tactics. That's nonsense. The people, many of them coming over the border, are looking for a better life and looking for that American dream that uh, the world Looked up to for a very long time. That idea that you can come here with nothing on your feet, no shirt on your back, and you can make something of yourself uh, is something that is so powerful and it's so American. And I just wish that we could get back to that narrative that come one, come all, let's make this place as great as humanly possible. I mean, this is America. If someone comes and takes your job, then you could technically take that job back. 
You could theoretically. I mean, Travis can come and take his job back. Whoa! Of course, when it comes to uh, immigrant labor, most of these jobs are under the table, underpaid, overworked, and extremely dangerous jobs, which is why many people who are citizens don't do them, uh, which is a total other side of the immigration story that no one likes to talk about. The secret economy, the underground economy that is immigrant labor. We have prison labor, we have immigrant labor, and there is no denying that both of those things help out the powers that be. Of course, politically, it's always great to divide and say us versus them when at the end of the day, the big oligarchs in charge, they are doing just fine. I mean, is it really a secret economy? I would consider it the framework economy of this nation. It's all the farm workers. It's all the, you know, uh, restaurant workers. It's yep. all the hotel workers. It's all the sanitation people, the the, the people with green cards. A lot of them not even citizens. A yep. lot of them here just with work permits from Mexico, from other countries. They're here doing these jobs that basically, like you said, citizens don't want to do for basically less than minimum wage in the sun. Crazy hours, crazy schedules. Yep. So, and you mentioned green cards, and we'll see if the Biden administration gives them the red card and says, get out. Or allows them to come in. We'll talk about that. But you mentioned the economy and obviously the $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill is all about the economy. So let's talk about what is in this bill. Of course, one of the ultimate ironies right now, we have the Tom Cottons of the world or the Rand Pauls of the world. Oh, my God, Ron, the 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 nut fell far from the tree when it comes to Rand. I will tell you that. All of a sudden, they're fiscally conservative. They they will never spend a dime. Of course, meanwhile, they passed budgets that were more bloated than me in Las Vegas. So what is going on in this bill? So the bill includes $1,400 checks for middle and lower income Americans. Again, those are the Americans who have been most decimated by the pandemic and by the policies from the pandemic, I mean, we have the nursing home scandal going on right now with Cuomo. Who do you think works at these nursing homes? I mean, that's the that scandal to me is so freaking nasty. Of course, he could have sent them, uh, the elderly folks, he could have sent them to a series of different places, but did not do that for political reasons, putting them back in danger, in harm, basically taking the most vulnerable of our population, putting them all together and I guess just pretending they all didn't die, but they did. And it wasn't just the elderly. It was the people who work at those care facilities. It's the people who are sons and daughters of people who work at those care facilities, spouses of people who work at those facilities that have been totally decimated by this economy. And those are the people that need the $1,400 checks. So middle and lower income Americans uh, will get $1,400 which, you know, it can go a long way, and I'm happy that they were able to pass that. Of course, many people on the left are upset that the $15 minimum wage was not in the bill. I think it would have been extremely difficult to pass that bill. So the $1,400, it's a Band-Aid, but it's a much-needed Band-Aid because the wound is pretty freaking big and it's getting infected. We really have to kind of seal the flesh a little bit. Get a stitch in there or something, Ben. Yes, get some. Get a liquid. Get one of those liquid uh, sealants. I always like to treat my body like it's a drain pipe, and I need some Flex Seal. So lower income Americans, they will get fourteen hundred dollars. It also extends unemployment insurance through much of the summer and provides seventy billion dollars to increase vaccine distribution and coronavirus testing. All right. So that seems like a good thing thus far. Biden said in his uh, in a couple of remarks this past weekend, he says this nation has suffered too much for too long. He goes on to say everything in this package is designed to relieve the suffering and to meet the most urgent needs of the nation and put us in a better position to prevail, starting with beating this virus and vaccinating the country. Of course, the vaccinations are rolling out. We're seeing more and more people. Just anecdotally that I personally know, get the vaccine. My folks were able to get the vaccine. Fernando, did your parents get it? My parents get it tomorrow, Ben. Woo! 
They're going to be so excited and going to the beach. Finally, we get to see Fernando's parents at their favorite nude California beach. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, a little bit north of San Diego if you guys want to check it out. Is there one? Yeah, there is. Could be. All right. I'm not allowed back. Turns out I am just that odd looking. Although that's not true. I was at a nude beach many moons ago, and I must say it's eclectic. I, I would say you're one of the top tier at the beach, Ben. You're tall. You know, you got red There's hair. There's a lot going on. Yeah, there, I mean, and I'm saying I think you're actually very, you would be a coveted piece at the nude beach. Well, there are some people who look like Bobby Lashley, WWE superstar. There's a lot of schvelt people, a lot of buff people. But then you got some meatball people, and then you got some tall fats. You got some short fats. You got some real skinnies. You got everyone. It's a bell curve. It's a normal distribution of people at the nude beach. And that's what's so beautiful about it. God bless America. Absolutely. So here are six major components to the bill. So direct payments for millions of Americans. Here's what we're talking about. This is under the Senate plan. So folks making up to 75K and couples making up to 150,000 per year are eligible to make uh, to get the $1,400 check. But that's it. And I think that's fine. You know, when we come to the middle class, it is what it is. Um, it's, it's such a strange thing because these numbers are arbitrary. And so if you make 76 grand a year, are you any better off than someone who makes 74? Like, not really. So you could probably use it. But at the same time, I suppose that is the cutoff that they chose. Although 75,000 by today's standards... Is that even enough to raise a family anymore? Like, literally, I go to the store. I go to my Ralph's, which is a little grocery store here in Los Angeles. And everything, it's crazy expensive. I'm buying $100 of groceries. Yes, I'm a big boy with two dogs. But I'm buying $100 of groceries just for myself and my two dogs three times a week. You know, I mean, it's nuts how expensive everything has gotten. Or it's the race to the bottom and you have to go to Amazon so I don't even know what $75,000 does for a person if they have a family anymore. My father was a truck driver. He made seventy five dollars a year, and he was able to raise a family with three big old kids. And, um, and my mother, who was not a big old kid, she was, she was my mother. But I feel like that has changed. I, 75K to me isn't 70, 75K in 2020 just doesn't seem like 75K in, uh, in the 80s, 90s, and not today. I mean, I remember uh, my dad used to make about $70 a day when I was growing up and he raised four kids and my mom. So that I I mean, I think about the budgeting that they used to have to do at their income level, you know, back then. So nowadays with no job, with people having no job, I don't How are they feeding each other? How are they paying anything? They're going to have to start eating each other's toes. It's going to get Donner Party-esque out there. So again, couples making $150 or individuals making 75k or less they will get the $1400 stimulus check interestingly enough we're like why did they say 75k well evidently they did put in initially the threshold at 100,000 for individuals and $200,000 for couples but interestingly enough some more moderate democrats were like that's too much and then they said, let's lower it down to 75000 And as I have said before, people like me, I don't need the stimulus check. It really needs to go to the people that need it the most. These are our tax dollars. And I say, allocate my funds to help out the people that need it the most. So Senate Democrats lowered the eligibility for the stimulus checks to get all Democrats on board after resistance, again, from some moderates within their party. Of course, those moderates being people like Joe Manchin. But I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Fernando? Is a hundred grand is is that a proper cutoff or seventy five grand? I mean, you know, it's 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 kind of arbitrary. But do you think that that number is a fair number? Uh, definitely. I think it becomes more of a fair number when you include the tax credits for families. So right. just let's putting aside that, you know, 70K is kind of a lot of money. Even here in LA, 70K for a single a single man like me is a lot of money. So when you put it at that cutoff, that's not bad. But when it's 70K and you're a family with four kids and a mortgage or family with a few kids and a mortgage and it, it, it isn't as much. It definitely right. is not oh as much. Oh, my God. Yeah, it goes away very fast. And especially if those children are thinking about going to college. And God knows. I mean, the amount of expense, as we're seeing now as well, 
with healthcare costs skyrocketing. My little brother had to go to the doctor just to get the COVID right. test. I mean, they're still, and they gave it an MR. You know, sometimes people go to the hospital and I swear to God, they just put him through like every test possible. My little bro went there and he's just a normal guy. Uh, he's, you know, he's got, he's got some, he's got a, a few uh, issues and I really do think that they take like they see somebody like my little bro and they're just like, we he better get an MRI. That's big money for us. And they gave him like every test under the sun. The bill came back. I mean, it's insane how stupid how stupid our insurance system is because he's paying insurance and it doesn't work. I know I'm preaching to the choir. Everybody knows this. So when it comes to all of the excess costs that have also been added to people's bills uh, this year, especially with COVID and everything, all the healthcare bills. I mean, the fact that just it takes two hundred bucks to get tested. I mean, if you if you are trying to work, if you are trying to do something, you would have to spend two hundred bucks. You probably had to get tested six or seven times if you really are trying to get out there and do stuff. So you're really damned if you do, damned if you don't. And this is the least that the government can do. And again, it has taken way, way too long to even get this through. And we haven't officially gotten it through yet. Again, the Senate has approved their variation of the stimulus bill. It's going to go back to the House. And after that, it will go to Joe Biden if it passes the House, assuming that it will uh, at some point in the very, very near future. So current federal unemployment benefits uh, they allot $300 per week on top of state benefits. Those are set to expire March 14th. This Senate bill, however, extends that uh, to that that $300 per week to September 6th for households earning under 150k. The first 10,200 of their unemployment benefits are non-taxable. So that is giving some people a bit of a break. And again, all of this is our money to begin with. And the fact you have to fight tooth and frickin' nail to get some of it back should piss people off just a little bit. It's my money, and I want you to spend it on something good now, Ben. Help people. That's what I say. And going to what Fernando was talking about with the expanded tax credits for family, the bill raises the child tax credit for most families in the coming year by $1,000 to $3,000 per child. It's even more for families with young children. Many can receive a cash credit of $3,600 for each child under the age of six. And all of these credits are fully refundable. And some researchers say their measures could potentially help cut child poverty in half. And that would be phenomenal if that works. This is so, so important. Um, I'm from a location in the United States where every single person I went to school with got school lunches. Yeah. Everyone was that poor. You know, so when these kids were not able to go to school, all of a sudden these parents, you know, they I'm sure you've talked about this before. How are they going to feed these kids? You know, all of a sudden these the two meals that you aren't in uh, that you aren't in charge of, you're suddenly now having to account. You and know, I account want for. and then everyone's like, how are like. Why are people in poorer neighborhoods obese? And then, of course, some really stupid people would be like, how are they fat when they don't have any money? It's because cheap-ass food is bad for you. And cheap-ass school lunches, I can't even imagine what those kids grew up on. Some weird-ass chicken chicken nugget-type thing. Chicken, chicken tenders, tendies. beans, and, you know, real simple stuff. Hot Pockets. My high school used to serve Hot Pockets. You know what? You went to the coolest high school I've ever heard of. Is that right? (laughs) No, really. They would bake them for us. And so that you got a nice little swollen little Hot Pocket. Wow. Nothing healthier than a Hot Pocket for the growing mind of a child. Hey, Mom. First things first. Thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help. And yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. 
No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. So local budgets have faced steep declines in revenue as businesses remain shuttered during this pandemic. This is according to, interestingly and devastatingly, this is according to the Brookings Institute. The Brookings Institute, they estimate that state and local revenues would decline or have declined by $155 billion in 2020, $167 billion in 2021, and $145 billion in 2022. We need relief for so many people in this country, it is an undertaking that would almost make you cry. You just got to break it down into small, different little widgets and take every single one on their own. So this is relief for restaurants. This is also included in the bill. It's an additional $50 billion in assistance for small businesses, including more than $7 billion for the payment protection program. And of course, in a break from previous relief packages, this bill also provides $28.6 billion in grant relief specifically for restaurants, which have been, again, decimated by the pandemic. They're going to have to help these people out. Otherwise, when we do open, it won't seem like we're open It's going to look like we were just as closed as we were in June of 2020 because none of these businesses are going to be able to come back. And if you're a small business owner now, especially a restaurant owner, where you're looking at like massive overhead, your margins are basically like nothing. You better not screw up if you want to make any money whatsoever. I don't even know why you would get back into business. I would just say, you know what? Shutter the door, sell the damn thing, and I'm out of here. Why would anyone put themselves through the stress of trying to run a business, the things that we all love, specifically restaurants, if all they do is get crapped on for it? So the COVID-19 testing and vaccination distribution is also in the bill. The bill allocates $20 billion in funding for vaccine distribution, including $1 billion for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to launch a vaccine awareness and engagement campaign. Although I'm going to say this, out of all of the money that's been wasted thus far, I'm going to say it's that $1 billion. If you're not aware that we are in a pandemic, maybe you don't even need the vaccine because you live under a rock and you've never seen a person anyway. Who doesn't know? Do we need to spend a billion dollars on vaccine awareness? Well, like, do we really need it? Because if you don't, if you're not aware that you are in need of a vaccine, you either don't want it or, again, you live in a cave surrounded by bears, which is where I wish I was. I, well, you know, you're reading too much into it, but I'm pretty sure this is to fight the Instagram uh, myth that the vaccine is here to track you with, you know, Bill Gates. You know, there's you a- are on Instagram. You are <laughs> tracking yourself. That's exactly the whole idea that the government is tracking you without your there is nothing implanted in your body for the government to track you unless of course you're a chihuahua beagle like my little unless jerry, you're jerry. And, and then i need to track him because he is psycho and he the man needs to be tracked he's a little dog the government is not putting a chip in you with this vaccine i promise you the government can't even get this freaking vaccine into you and it's just it's it's hard enough to do it with the way that it is let alone adding a whole nother component which would be extremely technologically advanced, do you think they could even do it? There is no way, and everyone talking about it, the government is tracking them on social media. If you're on social media, you're tracking yourself. If you paid your phone bill, you're already being tracked. So that is, but again, a billion dollars for prevention and- uh, Can you blame the 
communities, though? Can you, you know, they are scared of the government testing on them before. The government has been. I'm not saying this well, is what the vaccine is. is. No, I'm that's not, absolutely true, though. And that's a great point when it comes to communities who have seen what the government can do. I get that. And that's the kernel of truth in all of the conspiracy theory stuff, all of the nonsense. There is the kernel of truth, that's, which is what, that's right there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have what uh, the airmen, we have story after story after story. Uh, and this is, uh, of of course, uh, medical experiments, different vaccinations being used on poor people in this country and not just this country. It happened relatively recently when it comes to the Catholics. Uh, the Catholic Church was um, sterilizing black uh, Catholics in um, in Africa because they like, I don't know, they just don't they went all queen on them. Uh, from the UK, you know, the queen <laughs> and they wanted, I guess they didn't want any black Catholic people. And I believe there was something similar uh, with some other groups of folks as well. So absolutely. I understand people being hesitant. And if the, if the vaccine was mandated by the, by the federal government, I think it's scary. Of we course. can't have a federal mandate. You can't force people to get vaccines. It is what it is. You've got to get it on your own. That's just, that's just how we live as a people, and I'd never want to see that done away with because as soon as you give them a, an inch, they're going to take a mile, and no one should be forced to get this vaccine. However, for you personally, just get the vaccine because it is the right thing to do for your own personal health. Of course. So if the government ever tried to do any like mandated BS, you would see a faction of people that would make – it would be the liberals' dream of diversity – because there would be a lot of folks from a lot of different walks who say, I don't trust you, and rightfully so, because of all of the things that have been done in the past. The, the so I get that aspect of it. I for 100% sure. agree. But the reality is you, we already have to get vaccinated to participate in society. You can't go to school as a child unless right. you've had your uh, mumps, rubella, you know, your booster shots. You have to get your hepatitis shots when you're a teenager. Right. You, you know, the only exempt people are religiously exempt, but most of the people aren't exempt. And so... The, the people arguing that this is new and these, you know, vaccines are new. They've this is some this is how society has worked for a very long time. And it's worked very effectively because right. of that. Well, we just have to. We can't go back. We can't go back to the way it was. I mean, there was a rise of polio a few years ago. These old school diseases. And I'm like, where did they come from? Everything old is new again. Very retro to get polio. <laughs> That's the coolest kid in town. Just trust the science enough to get the vaccine. I'm sure everyone out there will agree with me, although I'm sure maybe not. I understand also the people who say, screw you, I don't trust anybody and I don't trust anything because what am I putting into my body? I would also say if that is your stance, get out of the drive through at Burger King. That, I 100%. mean, you know, there are so many things that we put in <laughs> our body. Did you drink a rock star today? You I'm know. drinking three right now. <laughs> There are so many people who are like, I microdose acid from someone. I get it from someone I don't know. His name is Tiny. And I love him. And he gives me acid. I don't know where he gets it from, but I've been microdosing. I'm not taking the vaccine, though. I don't know what's you, in it, Ben. I don't know what's in it. So just I know people are rational and not so hysteric. Social media is not indicative of the truth when it comes to people. It really isn't. Most people just lurk on there anyway. Just look at all the weirdos screaming at each other. But nonetheless, the vaccine, it is coming. And this bill should help, at the very least, get more people tested because the bill also includes $50 billion to increase COVID testing. This is one area that really is just frustrating to me, where if you want to do anything, you have to get tested. And as I was talking about with my little brother, the fact that people had to pay $200 that, for a lot of folks, is a real amount of money because it is a real amount of money. It's, and it's ridiculous that they have to foot the bill. Just feel like this this was something that uh, should have, again, as we've all known, should have been handled completely and utterly different. So We all know there's enough taxes being paid where free testing could have been 
easily done, but that's not what the insurance company wants. Exactly. Of course, when it comes to who wants this, uh, 68% of the American people want this $1.9 trillion relief bill to pass. Uh, It breaks along party lines, but you'll be interested to kind of see this. Uh, 90% of Democrats uh, want this to pass. That makes sense with their political alignments. 67% of independents and 45% of Republicans. So still, it's 55 to 45 when it comes to Republicans. But that is a good chunk of the American people that want to see this passed. If you're Joe Biden, yeah, it sucks for many people that they didn't get the $15 minimum wage in there. But if you're Joe Biden, this is a political win for him. And this is something that he must do. And again, this is the bare minimum. The government has waited so long. We have been talking about this relief bill for four or five months. It's insane. So you get a small pat on, you get one finger pat on the back and say, good job, nice. Okay, thank you. Now go make this country function. Please, Lord. No Senate Republicans voted for the bill. And of course, in the House, it uh, it went down uh, party lines as well. Because as I said earlier, now the Republicans... They're fiscally conservative once again. Oh, my God, how the pendulum swings. All right. Well, let's move on to talk about something that's extremely important for us as a country, for our psyche, and just for who we want to be as Americans. You know, there was I was on um, Gavin McGinnis's show many, many years ago. I was just like, what's this guy all about? And I really didn't know him too well. And then he started ranting about immigrants and how nation the America is not a nation of immigrants and it's like he's Canadian you know this country even people this country is so in immigrants are so ingrained in this country you know that you cannot if if you try to argue that immigrants and America don't go hand in hand you have zero understanding of American history uh, if you, if you dig up my ancestors, Ben, you can dig them up here, right here. You don't have to go very, where really? are your ancestors from? My where ancestors would, are from Bavaria. That's exactly. So where would we have to dig up, you know, when they talk about the immigrants, yep. you really have to think about where are their ancestors buried? That's who, a good point. Who is the, who is truly the immigrant in this, you know? Well, that's why I went on uh, Amazon. I bought a shovel. I bought a, <laughs> I bought a, a little, a little light little flashlight and i'm gonna go dig up your ancestors and i'm gonna tell him fernando's doing a great job <laughs> thank you grandma oh no problem <laughs> fernando all right so a record number of kids uh they are now in border custody and they are currently being detained this is a story that is not gonna go away um this is a double-edged sword for the biden administration Of course, rhetoric easing up a little bit on immigrants. There are perhaps a few more immigrant uh, groups that have come to the border. And this is something that needs to be solved immediately. Because these people, childhood is finite. And these kids are going to grow up relatively fast. And what are we doing with them then? Is this just the pipeline to prison? Is this the pipeline to human trafficking? Is this the pipeline to a series of horrible things that could happen if these children on the border, if this, if this is not handled appropriately and the Biden administration has a massive, massive responsibility to handle what's going on on the border correctly. And as I've said before, that is a pathway to citizenship that is extending DACA that is making sure that the people that are coming here and again some are going to be turned away i don't I, that's fine whatever it has to be figured out in a practical way and right now what's going on with grabbing these children putting them in large detention centers with no possibility of having them out, with nothing, nothing has changed when it comes to policy. We may as well just be living under Donald Trump when it comes to the hawkish nature of the immigrant uh, policy, immigration policies coming from the Biden administration. 
something has to be done because right now we have 3,200 unaccompanied migrant kids. They are in customs and border security or they're in uh, custom and border protections custody of those around 2,600 were waiting placement in shelters suitable for minors. However, that being said, there are only 500 beds available to accommodate. We live, the My Pillow guy was about to be president. We can't get kids' beds. We can't get them an inflatable freaking mattress. Can't anybody help? We spent trillions. We spent $700 billion a year on our military. They can't go down to the border and figure out how to house these children properly. Or at the very, like, it's just, there's no reason for the conditions to be inhumane. We have the money. We're the wealthiest nation on earth, and obviously the conditions are inhumane because it sends a message that we don't like you, we don't want you here, and it also sends a message to these children that this country is not for you, get out of here, and if you want to stay in this country, I'm just not sure what that future is going to look like, because as we saw with DACA kids, as we saw with so many people who participated in government programs to try to get them to become citizens, and then the rug is just taken out from right underneath them, how could they even trust the system? That's the goal. I mean, uh, what White House Press Secretary uh, Saki kept saying is, we keep saying, don't come here. We are delivering the message telling them, don't come here. Sure. So, I mean, that's just part of the message. If they come here and then they're put in jail and, you know, it takes forever for them to get processed, they aren't able to reach out to their families, then it scares them away. It, it, it works. They're here, though. The ones and that, that are here. And that's the problem. They are here and we need to do something and we need to find a way to help these kids. And one of the ways that we could do that easily is by making these facilities more humane. That's just number one. I mean, there is no reason for the richest nation on earth not to have a humane immigration process on our border. There is no reason why we shouldn't. Now, of course, there are some issues when it comes to Texas being a border state. There are some states who are concerned about the influx of people coming to this country. I believe education is the key. And I believe if you want, get, if you want people to assimilate, that's how you have to do it. Because then they can come into our society. They can start jobs. They can create new businesses. They can do a lot of good things. But right now, they are being set back and held back in such a dramatic fashion. I'm not sure if they'll ever be able to even get to the starting line, let alone the finish line, when it comes to all of the great rewards that this country has promised and in many ways not followed through with. So we uh, this is according to Jen Psaki, do we want to play the Jen Psaki sound? Jen Psaki, of course, the press secretary, She uh, she's funny because she hates the press because all press secretaries hate the press. They hate the press more than anybody on earth because it's their <laughs> job and they have to look at them all day. Jen Psaki does this thing. Do we have some sound of her doing the runaround? Uh, yes, we do. Let's play the sound of Jen Psaki. Basically, if you ever like... Venmo, for example, I had a small Venmo situation where they shut my account down. I don't even remember why. And I was like, Venmo, I need to help. I need to get help. And they said, go to your bank. And then the bank says, go to Venmo. And it took me forever and was a colossal pain in the freaking ass. And that is basically exactly what Jen Psaki is saying right now when it comes to immigration. Don't talk to us. Talk to DHS. And then DHS is saying, don't talk to us. Talk to the White House. So let's play the runaround. Question on um, with the influx of um, young people and just migrants in general to the southern border. Is, is there any sense? And I asked this question with the obviously you're only two months into the administration, but early on you and uh, uh, Secretary Mayorkas very much stressed humanity uh, and trying to move away from the the last administration. Do you, does, does the message need to be tweaked at all? Do you need to say that it's not just about humanity, that also you might not get in or you probably aren't going to be able to stay? Well, humanity will always be a value. 
uh, from the president on down. Uh, but you are nice. right that we are continuing to work to convey to people in the region that this is not the time to come, that the majority of people who come to the border will be turned away, which is factually accurate. And what we're really talking about in terms of uh, the people who are being let in are unaccompanied children. That is a policy decision which we made because we felt it was the most humane approach to uh, addressing what are very difficult circumstances in the region. And that means there are more children kids under the age of 18, of course, coming across the border. At this point, is this a crisis at the border? Look, I don't think we need to sit here and put new labels on what we have <laughs> already conveyed is challenging. What we have conveyed is a top priority for the president. What our policy teams are working on every single day. They obviously, there was a trip to the border uh, this weekend. They are working uh, over the course of every day uh, since then on putting in place policies that can help address what we're seeing and, and help ensure that we are uh, keeping these kids safe and moving them as quickly as possible from uh, border patrol facilities to, uh, to shelters where they can have access to educational resources, health resources, mental health resources, legal aid, et cetera. All right. Thank you so much, Fernando. Beds, that would also be good. If they got just a few beds... So that is the response from the Biden administration. Tricky political ground that they are standing on and attempting to dance upon when it comes to remaining staunchly against people coming into the country and being humane. And my gut is telling me the words don't match the reality. And that is something that we always have to remember. Trust your eyes and what people have been saying from what they have seen on the border in real time right now over these past two months has been an increase of people with no increase of aid or resources or the so-called education that Ms. Saki is talking about. This is according to Juliessa Reynoso. Did I say it remotely close to right? Probably not. She is the chief of staff to the first lady. She went down to the uh, U.S.-Mexico border. And again, this might be an opportunity for Joe Biden to show more leadership. Donald Trump did go down to the border. He showed himself a lot. <laughs> That's the one thing. No matter what uh, you know, we talk about here. I'm just so happy not to wake up to tweet storms every day. Oh, I'm so I'm still like, I'm beautiful. more happy having this conversation about like, we need to figure out this. This is the policy problem than having to figure out like, oh my God, is he taking a dump today? Is Donald Trump upset today? Did he not have his Diet Coke? So at the very least, we can talk about this without the distraction of Donald Trump calling somebody a cuck on Twitter. On, on, on national television. On national television. <laughs> Addiction plays hardball he would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Anyway, this is according to uh, Reynoso. She says, uh, we did speak to many folks involved, including children. We're trying to man manage this in an orderly fashion, but very mindful of the human cost here. And in light of the fact that we're talking about kids, so that is something that we are managing. Managing is the optimal word. And the question is, are you doing it well or not? This could be an opportunity, in my personal humble opinion, where Joe Biden could show up and give a speech and really try to address this issue. He needs to stand 
up and let us know exactly where where he is on this because he's been fairly silent on it for the two months. Media has certainly not done their job as we're going to see consistently because, you know, as Fernando and I were talking, you know, Fox News isn't going to cover this anyway other than the, you know, extremely harsh brown people are coming. Look out. Um, take your jobs, take the your whole jobs, thing. the whole nine. And then because the Biden administration is failing so poorly at the border, mainstream media on the other side is not covering it whatsoever. They're worried so, about the queen right now, Ben. They're wor- and so everyone is worried about the frickin queen. Oh, <laughs> we my had God. A war about this. I'm not even talking about it. I don't whatever. That's for page seven there. We need to uh, when I turn on news and I'm like, oh, that's what's going on in politics, huh? There's a lot happening here that we need to pay attention to and don't let other things distract you from, you know, when it comes to politics, the real time stuff. So this is uh, Jen Psaki. She mentions uh, children in Border Patrol facilities. Evidently, they're not allowed to be detained there uh, for more than 72 hours, uh, but most on average are there for 77 hours. Uh, There are more than 1,300 children uh, more than 1,300 children, rather, were in Border Patrol custody for more than 72 hours. Uh, the majority of those children are 13 years old or up, evidently. So uh, that is an interesting thing that's happening that we got to stay on when it comes to the southern border. So you talked about Joe Biden being quiet about this. The White House is quiet about this. But the reality is they are. They are. They're moving. They're making tons yeah. of moves. Later, Jen Psaki talks about that the CDC guidelines have changed on a lot of these uh, facilities and they're going to be expanding the facilities. They're going to be grow. They're going to be setting up new facilities. So they're already using old Walmarts and stuff, which is really a disgusting uh, image. But, you know, hey, you got to use whatever buildings you can get, I guess. And obviously, you no, know, the White House says we don't have the numbers. The, you know, the Homeland Security does. They must have these numbers. They of course have they do. to. They have to because they they're ramping up for it. So they have a full understanding of it, but they're telling the media, oh, we're not doing anything. They're publicly saying we're not doing anything. But obviously, if you if you're from El Paso, Texas, if you're from Pueblo, Arizona, you see that they're doing stuff. They're right. they're doing stuff. Yeah. You know, I travel all across this country. I drove across country for, uh, you know, when I moved out here from New York. And I got to say, we are not out of space. We have a lot of space in this country. There's a lot of places that could that could lead to great communities all over this country. Great Hispanic communities, whatever, diverse communities, whatever it is. This whole idea that like, screw you, we're full. We're not. We're not full. And uh, again, these issues also need to be addressed as uh, where, why are they coming from Guatemala? What is going on in these areas? You know, how do we perhaps help um, with proper, perhaps a trade deal? Uh, economic relief is one thing, but there's so much damn corruption in those places. Often it doesn't get to the people. Two hurricanes in the past year. Two That's, hurricanes I mean, in the seriously. past year. My God. So there are so many issues and so many reasons behind why these people are coming to the border and they, the narratives uh, really just don't match the reality. And I think that is something that is really sad and something we have to remember as a country that, you know, these people aren't just coming here for fun because it seems like a damn nightmare. All of the caravan footage, all of the footage where it's like, Oh my God, they're invading. I'm like, they're not on a fucking tank. They are clinging on to the top of a train. Does it look like an invasion? It's the worst invasion I've ever seen in my life because it seems like they're really destitute. Do they look like well-fed super soldiers to you? Because they don't to me. I could take quite a few of them. So that (laughs) narrative of invasion, all of the negative stereotypes you can imagine, that stuff has been so ingrained for so long with the media. It's the media that caused all of that and, um, I guess, uh, supported some of the views that people may have already had or reestablished some of the views that people had or, even worse, suggested new views that the people didn't have that all of a sudden everyone on the southern border or everyone coming to this country is horrible. So the narrative has just been here for so long the idea of an invasion on their southern border. And again, as I have always said, we need a wall on the northern border 
because I'm sick and tired of these freaking Canadians. Frostbacks. Whoa, <laughs> Frostbacks. I love it. Fernando coming in with a slur that's never been heard before. That is I, that is acceptable. That's a Frostback. The Canadians, the Frostbacks. That's perfect. Um, all right. So we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with immigration and what's going on specifically on the border. The border crisis and immigration are also it, they are tied issues. They are together issues, but they are different as well. Right. Because immigrant uh, immigration in this country, there are many different ways to go about becoming an immigrant. We definitely need to stop kicking out the people who come to here, uh, come to America, who get college degrees, and then we boot them. We oh can be like, God. go back to your home. It's like, why don't you stay here with your college education and all of the things that you could do with said education? Why don't you just stay here as opposed to us educating them and then sending them out to the world, uh, specifically in the social or specifically in the sciences, rather. Oh, huge, and, uh, huge. And, and, uh, and the medical world. We need immigrants in this country. So the crisis at the southern border is just a component of the much larger conversation of immigration. Oftentimes, of course, the crisis uh, takes the paramount when it is, is paramount when it comes to the conversation. But immigration in this country needs to be addressed. And the Biden administration, I know it's only they've only been there for two months, but this is an issue that we have known about for a long, long time. And it's an issue that once a politician gets into office. They tend to forget about a group of people pretty quickly, and that group of people is poor, detained migrants. One of my favorite tweets this week was, uh, what's wrong, Joe? You haven't even touched your campaign promises. Oh, Joe. All right. Well, also, just uh, briefly here, and we're going to talk more about this, what's going on in Minneapolis. We, we're going to have the Derek Chauvin trial. Of course, Derek Chauvin is the police officer who uh, killed George Floyd. That is not up for debate. The question is, is it murder? And my goodness gracious, are people in Minneapolis gearing up for what's going to be a dramatic, dramatic trial? And I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how they found 12 uh, jurors who didn't see the tape. Uh, I'm sure the defense or the prosecution, rather, will be showing said tape I don't know how they even found jurors for this because my buddies out there in uh, in Minneapolis will tell you it's it's begin the people are feeling it. You know what I'm saying? This trial is about to start and people are like feeling it in their chest or like cuz my friends are down there on the south side where you know everything happened all of the just crazy crazy amounts of of uh, just fires and you know some looting was going on and just destruction and and just anger and, and, and frustration and some of it validated and some opportunists, obviously. you know how it is, yeah, you know, obviously. I mean, you create a vacuum and then you have someone who is there for the right reason. Then you have someone who's just there to cause chaos. Uh, there were, there were different boogaloo group, boogaloo boys groups. There were white supremacist group or, uh, you know, the proud, like everyone showed up. So you had everyone there. And my friends are just like, this is my house. Could you guys not have like this massive, massive burst of violence in our community because there were some people, many, many people who stayed focused on the prize, which is again, criminal justice reform and making sure that officers are held to the standard that they should be held to, which is just as simple as don't kill people. They are public servants. Stop for a killing reason. citizens, you know? And of course with the racial component in this as well, it's going to, People know this trial is about to start. So they're boarding up the state house. They're taking as many precautions. It looks like the freaking Capitol building. We'll see what <laughs> Does happens. Does it look like the Capitol building, Ben? I think it's more protected than the Capitol building to be. Well, not, now they have all of the, <laughs> now they have all the safeguards. And apparently the, uh, the uh, National Guard who's in the Capitol right now, apparently they're not being treated very well. And I say treat the National Guard well for crying out loud. They're if a volunteer. The, if you're going to treat anyone well, treat them well. Why not? So we're going to see what happens in Minneapolis. I am. So just so people know where I'm at on that. Obviously, we saw the tape. I'm not. I am not a scientist. But that to me, we saw the tape. Okay. That being said, I don't know what the jury is going to side. I don't know how they're going to side because it is so hard 
for some reason to get people to admit that our system is fractured and extremely flawed when it comes to over-policing and when it comes to the militarization of police and when it comes to the police feeling as if they have the right to kill. Because then they have to question everything. And we're in Minneapolis uh, for this trial. And do these jurors, do they have the ability to realize that things are not as they seem on the surface? You know, the, the whatever cute little phrases they have on the cop cars, like courtesy, respect, whatever, all of that stuff. If you've ever been detained, I promise you there ain't no courtesy or respect there. So we will see if they're able to even stomach the idea that someone who was a police officer could be corrupt. Because that's the first hurdle. If you're the prosecution, you have to get over is people just be like, no, he's I a can't. cop, though. He's a he's cop. A cop. He's a c- because it would it fractures their view of safety and security and like the world that they want to uh, see be real, even if it's not real. When it comes to getting people to admit that a police officer would do something wrong, it's just I mean, you know, we, we had what happened here in 93 when I was 12 years old and, of course, not in L.A. whatsoever. But I mean, my it's God, the anniversary of it very recently, right? I don't even know. Actually, yeah, of the Rodney King. So right? we, we saw what happened and still nothing, you know, went down. So we will see what happens in Minneapolis. And that trial is going to be uh, that trial is going to be intense. And I really hope, again, going back to what we were talking about with media. They're going to be down there in droves. And they're going to want to see some good footage for their cameras. So who knows what the hell is going to happen? It's definitely another powder keg waiting to go. And if Chauvin is found uh, not guilty, my goodness gracious, I know a lot of my friends out there are gearing up for uh, people who are going to be extremely upset. And then again, within those moments, um, there's a lot of other folks that, uh, that come in for uh, different reasons. And of course, last year when we had peak COVID times, we had a lot of people who were watching television at home, upset to be there, stressed out, feeling just an immense amount of rage and anger to begin with. And then they created a vacuum such as that. And it was what it was, as we all know. So uh, interestingly enough, kind of funny, there was a Texas Republican uh, who voted uh, for the George Floyd Justice uh, Justice in Policing Act. It's the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act. This dude's name is Lance Gooden. <laughs> He's a Texas Republican. But uh, before you go crazy here, uh, apparently he did it on accident. He said, I accidentally pressed the, pressed the wrong voting button and realized it too late. I've changed the official record to reflect my op- opposition to the partisan George Floyd Policing Act. And to be fair, I don't know too much about it. The only thing I know is it outlaws chokeholds, which seems fine to me. Uh, It seeks an end to religious and racial profiling, and it would bar certain no-knock warrants, among other policy changes. As far as those go, I am fine with it. Uh, Of course, seek to end religious and racial profiling. Uh, Air quotes. I'm not exactly sure how that's how that is... uh, I'm not sure how that manifests itself in reality. I thought they were already supposed to be doing that. Right. The but public. Anyway, know. the outlaw of chokeholds, I have no freaking problem with. And I have no problem with getting getting rid of no-knock raids. Of course, uh, that was what happened with Breonna Taylor. Uh, that's the Breonna Taylor story. Was a no-knock raid gone horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, Gooden says, I have I have the arguably the most conservative slash America first voting record in Congress. Of course, I wouldn't support the radical left's anti-police act. I have changed the I have changed the official record to reflect my opinion. I just, the you mental- know, these cops aren't going to be nice to you. It doesn't matter if you like go home and praise the police every day. As soon as you are in trouble, they are just going to arrest you. And as we've talked about many times on this show. You know, there's a great book, Three Felonies a Day, where, you know, they say, oh, maybe, you know, with the way that the laws are so broad and so vague, you know, everyone loves the cops until uh, they're confronted by them. So these people, anyway, whatever, we will continue to talk about what is going to go on with the Derek Chauvin trial as that continues 
And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of news. It always continues. So if we didn't t- cover what you wanted to hear today, of course, we'll probably get to it at some point. Unless it's totally crazy and it's about the queen. And then I don't know what to say because she is mean. We're having a special The Crown episode next week. Oh, we just are? Just a special. Just talking I was about supposed the to watch The Crown, but I can't even get myself to do it. I just don't care. Anyway. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. We hope you're doing all right out there. Hang in there. And uh, if you've gotten your vaccine, that's awesome. If not, I hope you can get it soon. And I hope everyone is safe. Okay, everyone, hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.